0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of Raising His Kids, a podcast for stepmoms. We're your hosts. I'm Lauren, a child-free stepmom of one, hoping for an hour's baby soon.
1: And I'm Tony, a bio mom of two and a stepmom of two. We are two stepmoms who, although we live at opposite ends of the world, quickly bonded over how we all deal with the same Karen as we navigate our lives raising his kids. So I thought, let's just jump straight into this episode. Uh, And I wanted to start by touching on two of the listener questions from last week's episode, Uh, just because obviously I wasn't recording. I couldn't chime in, but they were two that I felt like I had a lot to say. Okay, let's do it. So the first one is, are we ridiculous to ask Biomum to stop volunteering at our kids' school on our custodial time? I'm going to say yes, because if you ask her to stop volunteering, it means that you can't volunteer right on her time and I know for a fact that I show up as much as I can to my bio kids school to my stepson's school just to watch them participate in activities or if they need volunteers I help out as much as possible so that they can see me there showing them support right that so, is a good point
0: the the way I kind of took that was like though like the whoever wrote that in isn't volunteering and she doesn't want their kids to see the bio mom on her time which I understand because when my stepson mm-hmm. sees his mom and he's not going home with her it's a huge problem
1: I understand that too and that's something that little jay has to deal with and he struggles with especially being autistic you know when he sees her it's like a trigger mechanism and it sets him off if he's not going home with her but at the same time think of the kids if right. someone can show up to the school for the kids, if it can't be you, then it might as well be her, and if it can't be her, it might as well be you.
0: Right. What so- um, what are you volunteering for exactly? Because obviously
1: we're not at that point yet, and we never had parent volunteers at my school. Okay, so for like primary school here in Australia, we have like a PNC, um, which. If I was to compare it to what I've heard in movies, like a PTA, is that thing actually a thing or just in movies?
0: (laughs) I went to private school. I know it's a thing in public schools, but (laughs) I went to private school and we didn't have it. So I don't even know what PTA does.
1: Okay. So we have the PNC, which is like the Parent and Community Association. And basically parents volunteered to organize activities for the school, like a color run, school discos, Mother's Day stalls, Father's Day stalls. They use parent volunteers to work at the Tuck shop, because once again, comparing it to movies, I believe you guys have like a sit down sort of canteen sort of school lunch dynamic. Mm-hmm. Whereas for us, it's you put in an order and it gets taken to the kids classroom. Oh, really? For lunches. Yeah, because they eat together That's as nice. a class. We don't have like a cafeteria at our schools. Maybe some private schools do, but not public schools. So they have like parents volunteer to help prepare the lunches and make sure that the lunches get to the kids school and stuff like that. Oh, okay. That's funny. We just have so. cafeterias with a bunch of lunch ladies. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like everything's done through volunteers. So if the parents aren't helping out, then the kids don't get anything, basically. Gotcha. Oh, well, that makes more
0: sense, I guess, then. Yeah. Like if, if they're, if the kids are actually going to like see that you're contributing and supporting and stuff. I don't know. I I would just, my whole point on that was that if he sees her, he's going to freak out. And to me, that's not good for him, but it's also obviously not good for anybody else.
1: Yeah. I, and like, before I go and volunteer for things at the school, I always ask the kids, like, do you want me to come? Do you want me to come watch you? Do you want me to come volunteer? And I kind of go off their vibe, what they're feeling basically.
0: That's a good point. So if you like, let them know ahead of time that they're going to see their mom, Um, and you're
1: not going home with her, that might kind of help solve that. Absolutely. It does. It it helps. Just that communication. Kids are humans too. Right. And normally if they're normally with one parent and they're not, and, or the only time they see that other parent is when they're going home to them, communication is key to stop wires getting crossed in their little brains.
0: For sure. That's a great um, point.
1: But the second one that I wanted to chime in on was how do you set healthy boundaries on your teenage stepson's cell phone? We provide and pay for it, but Biomum uses it to control stepson via text while he is under our roof we do have screen limits on it but we do not have texting limits so we have this issue we provide the phone we pay for the phone but she uses it to control him when he's in our house so what we've done because he has um, like TikTok and Snapchat to talk to his friends we've downloaded them on his iPad and unless it's that 6 to 6 30 window on the days that he's allowed to talk to her as per the court order his phone gets turned off and put in a drawer oh okay that's a good idea so the court order is between 6 and 6 30 every second day he's not with his mother he can talk to her so on those days we turn the phone on between 6 and 6 30 it gets turned off at 6 30 gets put away when he's with us he doesn't really need to take it to school because he knows where I'm going to be every day right yeah that's a good point uh the days he has football training we do give it back to him um just in case my husband's running late to pick him up or anything like that so we're able to limit it that way because yeah otherwise it's the same thing and she sends really weird messages and she expects him to ask her every day how her day is oh god you have a husband correct right and that's what we're trying to teach him you don't message us hi like hi dad hi tony how was your day did you have a good day you don't message me and ask me how little jay's been you know, these are all inappropriate conversations to be having with your mother. You shouldn't be worried about your brother's behavior. Right. You shouldn't you shouldn't have to ask her how her day is. Right. You're that, a child. That is strange. It is so strange, but I think it's because she expected it of him when she was a single mother. So it's just kind of continued. So oh. that's how we handle That's how we handle it. And I thought that it was probably good to just chime in and give a different perspective on how to handle the phone. So all of his little social media apps that he uses to talk to his friends, he has on his iPad and the phone gets put away and only brought out during the time that he's scheduled to talk to her. And you know what? He doesn't even ask for his phone unless, of course, it's between those times he wants to talk to her
0: right yeah that's really nice that i mean if he doesn't even want to talk to her then she shouldn't even be calling anyway but that's a whole different point
1: Well, since we've been doing that, he's more inclined to message her and go, I don't want to talk to you. I'll call you tomorrow. And then he just doesn't call her because he doesn't actually want to talk to her, but he doesn't want to tell her that he doesn't want to talk to her. So he'd rather go, Oh, I don't want to talk tonight. I'll call you tomorrow. And then just not call. Well,
0: whatever works for him right now. (laughs) Exactly.
1: The other topic that I wanted to talk about today was recognizing the difference between a boundary or if your co-parent's just being an asshole. Yeah. That's
0: also a good point. And you could say the same about step-parents. Like, are you Creating a boundary, or are you just being an asshole?
1: Absolutely. And some of these are bio parent boundaries, step parent boundaries. And I put them in our stories over the weekend because I just wanted to know everyone's opinion on it. Uh-huh. Um, and some of them, like I had to go back to people with extra context to question what their answer was. And most people changed their answer when I gave them the full story of our listener responses. Because obviously, oh, really? in those little text boxes, you can only put so many words, right? right you can't tell the whole story right but to start with 96% of our listeners said they question whether or not their co-parent's boundary is in fact a boundary or if they are just being difficult manipulative or abusive I could definitely say that I am one of those people that's a very high number and it makes me feel less alone because I thought I was the only one who questioned boundaries right because some of the boundaries that my co-parent has set for me I do not believe are boundaries I believe it's just a manipulative abusive tactic
0: I completely agree I feel like I've heard some from you, from Madison and from myself that are boundaries supposedly, but they're definitely not.
1: And some of them just don't make sense. So hopefully some of these make everyone else feel a little bit less alone. Right. Did you want to read some or do you want me to keep reading them and then you just react to everything since I already know the answers to everything?
0: You can go ahead and read them. You uh, made some really good notes here. (laughs) Okay.
1: All right. So number one that I shared was husband's ex set a no contact boundary for her and stepson for them. Their safety really just to alienate. 10% of our listeners said that this the bio mom was being difficult. 64% said she was being manipulative, and 25% said that she was being abusive.
0: Was there an option for like none of those options? Like just a regular boundary?
1: Yeah, yeah. There was an option for boundary. So I had boundary, difficult, manipulative, abusive. Okay, so nobody no said one boundary. Agreed. Nobody said boundary for that one. Okay. That's what I was wondering.
0: Um, is it no contact at all? during his time or her
1: time yes so from what I'm aware she she successfully alienated stepson against stepmom and bio dad mm-hmm. so he's like in his 20s now and has nothing to do with them oh, Um. Sure. so it like she wouldn't allow phone calls or text messages or anything like that until eventually he stopped coming over there was like an incident involving police it was crazy and they have nothing to do anymore but it was that's just how severe this bio mom went with her alienation, like he he was not allowed to speak to his own father, his stepmother, his siblings, nothing. That's so. That's so wrong. And um, that's is. definitely manipulative and abusive. Yeah, especially when you look at the whole picture, especially knowing now that like he's in his twenties and he has no contact with his father because his mother has successfully alienated him, and this stepchild um, is autistic as well. So it makes it even harder for him because he believes everything his mother says, and I know that firsthand. Right. Exactly.
0: Oh, man, that's so frustrating. It's so mm-hmm. pathetic that the moms would use that, like, use their kid like that, knowing that they could tell them whatever mm-hmm. they want and they'll believe them.
1: Mm-hmm. And it frustrates me. Like, it's one reason why I've always been big on Big K being in therapy so that he can learn the difference between what someone wants him to think and what he should think and what the truth is. Right. Yeah.
0: That's good that you started him young, for sure.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's great that little Jay is now in therapy because, you know, the more he goes the less his mother's manipulative tactics will work because he'll have his right. therapist to point out that they're not actually like her crap doesn't make sense right that's great so the next one that we got from one of our listeners which is something that I can relate to 100% it wasn't me who wrote this but I could have I was wondering not if it was. <laughs> not attending medical appointments because they don't want to see the other bio parent now 29% said that it's an acceptable boundary 31% said that they being difficult, 26% said manipulative, 14% said abusive. So I went back and I asked for those that put boundary why, and I explained that this isn't just a cold or flu medical appointment. These were like major medical appointments that really do need both parents involved to discuss the child's needs and further treatment, and that the other parent had been given the option to attend via phone if they didn't want to attend in person. And they still chose not to attend, but then they abused the other parent because they didn't agree with the diagnosis that they didn't agree with the diagnosis that was made by the professionals and they refused to discuss the treatment options with the other parent so they're really backing this other parent into a corner where they're kind of stuck in a limbo of do they make a unilateral decision or forego treatment
0: yeah I mean I can definitely see that being a really tough spot that should be something in court orders like if you're not going to participate in these things in these appointments then the other parent is just going to make all the decisions and you can't complain about
1: it. Absolutely, it should be. I don't know if there's court orders or a parenting plan or what the case is.
0: Right. That, I mean, when you read the question, my answer was going to be, it depends on what type of appointment it is. So I definitely think that those people are being difficult at the
1: Absolutely. least. And like, I have a similar issue. I don't expect my co-parent to show up if I'm just taking for a regular checkup or, or, you know, Big K has a sore throat I'm taking to the doctors, you need to come. No, I'm talking like and this listener is the same thing it's the big appointments big things happening child attending hospital child having surgery that sort of thing
0: yeah that i definitely think it's a whole different story
1: exactly and it might be your boundary that you don't want to see the other parent but cases like this you need to suck it up especially if you need to get the information firsthand from the doctor right yeah i agree so so, um a few of the people who wrote back that it was a boundary we had one person say that it was absolutely a boundary and i was like okay whatever not (laughs) even going to try and discuss it further with you. Someone else wrote, definitely can be a boundary. My partner's bio mom is violent and verbally abusive. So boundary for normal yearly checkups or sick visits, bigger medical visits equals a phone call, which is that's exactly fair. what this other person's co-parent was offered. You know, right. and that, that's fair. You don't want to be there in person. Attend via phone so you get all the information firsthand and you don't abuse the other person. Yeah, that's
0: totally fair because even like the kid's going to be there. So even if you're thinking of just the kids where you don't want them to see the mom, i used the dad Like just do it over the
1: phone that's, that's fine Absolutely Like attending over the phone Is better than not showing up at all Someone else wrote I think it's the other parent's time Both bios don't need to be there So if one doesn't feel comfortable With the other parent That's fine As long as important information Is communicated Besides those rooms are small No need for both parents there But then I went back to her And I said Like I explained the whole story And her response changed And she said It seems as though They are doing it to irritate The other parent but on the flip side, I would make the decisions if the other parent doesn't show up to the appointments and follow up explaining what was discussed and let them know what decision needs to be made and that you're willing to discuss. But if you don't hear back from them, then you will make the decision without their input. Yeah, and,
0: yeah, that's a good way to communicate it too. Because I mean, in our case, important information isn't communicated and we aren't even aware of the medical appointments until they're over. So if you were to be like, if this person, I mean, was to be like, oh, well, this is what's going on and this decision needs to be made if you don't want to contribute to that decision I'm just going to make it myself that way you don't have the like balance of trying to decide whether to just make it without their input or not you just do it because you told them you were going to
1: absolutely and I can relate to this (laughs) and I feel that the parent who's wanting the other parent's opinion probably just wants to make sure that they're doing the right thing and involving them and trying to actually be a co-parent of course so but not everyone is willing to co-parent. Right. So the next one made me giggle because I just made me think of like the different diets that we feed the kids across <laughs> both households. Which was not wanting me to give them apple sauce with added sugar, but she gives sugary yogurts. Two percent said that it was indeed a boundary. Eighty four percent said she was being difficult, and fourteen percent said manipulative.
0: I can't. I could have written this one. Our uh, bio mom uh, didn't even want us to give him fruit because it had sugar in it, and then she would send him to school with like gummy like little. Gummy snacks and like everything else that had sugar in it, and we're like, What? So, oh my god, she's just being difficult.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, 100% difficult because it's not that hard. And if you're feeding half the time, that there's actually more sugar in yogurt than there is in like the pureed fruit pouches that you can buy for kids and babies, anyway.
0: There's so much sugar in yogurt, it's crazy. And at least in the applesauce, it's mostly natural sugar,
1: exactly. Like, I remember when Miss K was starting on solids, and I was originally. Re- buying her the little baby chocolate custards and vanilla custards and then when I checked the sugar and everything it was actually better for me to buy the normal stuff than the baby stuff
0: really oh my yeah, god yeah so
1: do you guys have yogo there it's like a chocolate custard yeah, yeah. so the yogo had less sugar in it than like the Heinz jar baby chocolate custard that is crazy I
0: can't believe that
1: yeah so I would just give her yogo I was like well, why am I spending extra and get like a 12 pack for the price of one jar right right
0: seriously because it's so much more expensive too (laughs) yeah
1: so definitely check the sugars on that because half the time like the baby foods and stuff do have more sugar and sometimes the yogurt has more sugar like if you that obsessed with it then you should be giving like greek yogurt unflavored unsweetened greek yogurt yeah
0: because like the regular like yoplait yogurts have like almost a full shot glass full of sugar in them like there's so much sugar it's insane
1: it is it's ridiculous i used to buy like a big tub of Greek yogurt and then cut up fruit and put that in it or some like when she first started eating I'd puree it and mix it in with the yogurt to add that sweetness. Yeah that's what I
0: do and like add a little honey on it. That's what I do for myself anyway.
1: Yeah, which is that's good. Crazy. So you can do it for her. Just no honey for her when she first starts eating. Right. Our next one is a two part one, which is husband says no phone calls or in-person communication. So he wants like text and email only. And 98% agreed that this was a good boundary. I agree. The other 2% said that it was manipulative.
0: We don't do phone calls because words get changed
1: when we do phone calls. Every time I try phone calls, I get abused. Every yeah. time my husband tries phone calls, he generally gets abused. Like, I mean, if yeah. it
0: was like, if my stepson was in the hospital or some emergency and she called, we would answer. But for regular, like everyday stuff, text or email.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the second part of this blew my mind, which was... High conflict bio mom says phone calls and in person communication only. And 16% of people agreed that this was a boundary. That's crazy. Like, yeah, I was just like, really? I don't know. So um,
0: high conflict bio mom is saying no text or no emails, only phone call or in person. Yeah. That's, first of all, it's unrealistic. Second of all, that is definitely manipulative because they're just trying to be able to twist your words around. Like, Absolutely. they don't want so a record
1: of the conversation. Exactly, because they're manipulative. But 49% said that she was being difficult 29% agreed that she was manipulative and 6% said it's abusive which it can be especially if they are an abusive person and they are an abuser then they use those tactics to abuse I know I had to put a hard boundary of you know only using the parenting app unless of course there was an emergency or we needed to actually communicate and have a back and forth conversation but even then we can't have those back and forth conversations you know every time I try it, it doesn't work so the next one we have is so this is a boundary set by stepmom she told bio mom to communicate things with her boyfriend so bio dad instead of just trying to co-parent with her aka telling me how to parent for example make sure the kids wear jackets 46 percent people agreed that this is a boundary absolutely it is a boundary you don't have to communicate with bio mom if you don't want to if you that's want to a, sure yeah. go for it yeah that's
0: not your responsibility
1: yeah. exactly 16 percent of listeners said that um, this stepmom was being difficult. 32% said she was being manipulative and 5% said abusive. But I'm wondering if those responses were to the second part, like if people didn't read it properly. I hope so because that
0: kind of blows my mind.
1: Yeah, so I'm hoping like the the 16, 32 and 5% said it was difficult, manipulative and abusive were reading just the second part of how bio mom is telling step mom how to parent. I feel like that has to be in regards to that. I hope so. And the last one of our polls was not communicating at all not even through the parenting app it's silence how relatable which it kind of surprised me that 14% of people said that this is an acceptable boundary that
0: blows my mind
1: because you're basically saying that it's a boundary to not speak to the co-parent at all because that's what this one is it says right. not communicating at all not even through the parenting app it's silence so they're saying this listener is saying that there is no communication whatsoever from the other parent and 14% people said that it was a boundary which blows my mind
0: the only thing I could think of is if maybe they're thinking the stepmom isn't communicating which then it would be a boundary because it's not really the stepmom's responsibility
1: absolutely yeah that would make sense if they're saying that that's um, the only thing
0: I could think of because nobody thinks that it's a boundary not so communicate at all right
1: well clearly some people oh do yeah because
0: <laughs> the, the abusive but,
1: people <laughs> this this co-parent in this situation has claimed that it's a boundary boundary to not speak to the other parent. So going on, 27% agreed that in this case, the other person is being difficult. 30% agreed that they're being manipulative and the other 30% said abusive, which yes, for me, I agree difficult, manipulative and abusive. Right.
0: Uh, All those three things go together most of the time with these, it
1: seems like. It does. I just wanted to break it down a little bit and see, you know, because sometimes they can be difficult without abusive. Yeah, definitely. Like I know Karen does a lot of things just to be difficult right you know like not agreeing on a discipline when one of the kids gets suspended from school she's just trying to be difficult and trying to be the favorite parent whatever it just means that we don't do the disciplining when he comes here even though it's severe enough to be disciplined
0: right if you're
1: not going to discipline him in your home we can't discipline him here two days later yeah that's true yeah that's really hard did you want to read where the stepmoms chime in from the facebook group sure i'll read it as i am
0: back in the stepmom seat while we continue to re-engage with each other my boundary is i won't be doing anything for his kids, nor him and mine. And conversation about Biomom are not happening. Whatever he's dealing with when it comes to her, I don't want to know. However, if I stay over, I will do a load of laundry or make their bed and attend their footy games to show support.
1: And I thought that was great. So this stepmom, she, she's she been one of our listeners for a while. She actually broke up with her boyfriend, moved out, and now they're trying to work on their relationship because a lot of the problems were Biomom. Biomom yeah. was like wedging her way in between. So I think the fact that she's taking a nacho approach to this is pretty fantastic and I hope it works for her. Yeah, me too.
0: I definitely get just being like, I don't want to know what's happening with bio mom. I had a point in life like that too, because just like all that drama just like weighs you down and then like doesn't need to let him deal with that. He chose I, her.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> the next one is it's super hard because he's been manipulated and mentally abused by Karen for many years. I love that the listeners are now using Karen. I have- Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I've come in and his girls get along with me, and he now doesn't give all of his time and attention to her. So of course that is a problem. Wait, what is?
1: Yes, yeah, so that's a problem
0: for bio mom. Oh yeah, yeah, of course that. Okay, so of course that is the problem. So I'm trying to encourage him to set the boundary of only contact about the girls. She seems to think it's okay to call for random combos and message for odd reasons. I feel as though I'm, I'm stepping over the line, or is this an appropriate boundary for me to ask for? Her?
1: Totally appropriate. Totally appropriate, and that's what I said to her. One hundred percent appropriate you go girl because that's all the communication should be about they shouldn't be reminiscing about old times or hey how's your day oh I went to the shops and I bought this (laughs) if it was like hey I went to the shops today so-and-so needed new sneakers I bought new sneakers great that's that's an appropriate message does it need a response no maybe a thumbs up just to acknowledge it right but like that's the only type of odd reason that's acceptable yeah I agree if it and we if it has to do with the kids
0: yeah and we went through that a lot too where um, I think I've talked about this before but like after I came into the picture she was trying to like break us up so she was using the tactic of trying to get back together with him Um, Mm -hmm. and she was always calling and like oh we went to this thing we all used to do and we missed you and like blah 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 or like sending him pictures of like them like from back in the day it's just like it's so inappropriate and weird so to ask him to only talk about the kids is a completely appropriate boundary
1: absolutely it'll save
0: your relationship. Relationship also, which is the idea. So,
1: exactly. Okay, ready for the next one? Yeah. My partner's
0: bio mom has constantly asked him to keep the boys longer when it's supposed to be her time with them. I have a boundary that my partner will be taking care of the boys if he says yes, because the week when I don't have the boys is the week I need to recuperate,
1: which is totally acceptable because I feel this, especially on our summer break where it's six weeks. And I always, on the weeks where I don't have big K, I like to recuperate. like to just have Miss K do my own thing and not have to worry about the other boys. Right. So I get this as well. And that's one reason why I was glad that, you know, this year my husband was able to get the boys on the exact same schedule. And I think it took for the fact that we made it sound like it was in their best interest. But realistically, we were just making sure that the six week period, the boys were the same. And we asked her to agree to what Big K already had. Oh, well, that would so. fail. Yeah. Well, it's like now you're, imagine you already had another child before having Miss A and your child went away, and you're at home looking after your stepson and Miss A on a time that wouldn't necessarily be the time. Right. Yeah.
0: No, that's definitely hard.
1: You know, it's different when, you know, if your spouse comes to you and goes, Oh, hey, Karen wants to swap days. Is it all right? You know, can we make this work? And you go, Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I can look after the kids. That's fine. Or you go, It can happen, but I have this, this, and this planned. Right. Definitely. You know, like I'm not going to turn around and tell my husband he can't have his kids here. But if I have something planned, I'm going to tell him I have something planned. So on these days, you need to figure something out.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what we did right now. Actually, we have my done for two weeks and I'm working yeah. from home also. So I was like, I can't watch both kids while I'm working, especially because <laughs> he needs so much attention. So I, that's exactly what I did. I was like, you need to figure out, drop him off at your parents' house or take him to camp three days out of each week because uh, I can't do it every single day.
1: Absolutely. And it'll be easier when she's bigger and a little bit more independent and they can, play together, but she's still an itsy bitsy newborn. Right.
0: We go, she's in this rap almost all day. We take a break and play every couple hours, but this is how I do my work all day. And my stepson just needs like more attention than he should at seven for sure. But he's constantly like, oh, can you come play with me? Can I watch TV? Can I have a snack? Will you come play with me? It's like, I can't get anything done when he's here.
1: Ah, uh, it's the same for me with the boys, unless of course I give them an iPad and they disappear to their room for four hours, but that's not healthy either. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. We haven't even,
1: He doesn't even have
0: an iPad. So it's like he can watch TV for, I don't know, an hour or two. And then he gets bored of that. And then he needs someone to pay attention to him. So, yeah. Yeah. And what's worse is if you need quiet
1: and the TV just keeps going up. Yes. Yes. So difficult.
0: (laughs) Okay. The last one we have is Karen's boundary is no communication with me, the stepmom. Even when the kids are in my care, not even about little things, clothing, going back and forth, checking uh, the kids
1: have what they need, etc. Yeah. I think that's a petty boundary.
0: I do too. Too, but it's also I think acceptable if she doesn't want to talk to the stepmom, she really doesn't have to. I think it's petty, but
1: yeah, I feel like well, yeah, if she doesn't want to talk to stepmom, she doesn't have to. But it is petty. Like, can you imagine if Karen showed up to pick T up from you while you're looking after him and won't even look at you or speak to you, and then calls your husband later a bitch that not everything's in his bag? She wouldn't pick him up from me because she didn't want to acknowledge me.
0: <laughs> so she knew, like, <laughs> okay, she was bad example. She, <laughs> She would check if my husband was going to be here or not. And if he wasn't, she would wait. But yeah, I totally get what you mean. And it's so, it is stupid and petty, but it's like the same way that stepmoms don't have to talk to Karen if they don't want to. Karen's not to talk to us either.
1: I get it. I get it. At first I was like, yeah, it's pathetic. You know, now that I hear your perspective, I'm like, actually, no, it's, it's actually okay. You know, like just water off, water off a duck's back. What does it matter if she wants to ignore the fact that, you know, you wash the kids clothes or check that you've packed everything for them. Then so be it because it shows the kids who the better person is. Yep. Es- especially if the exchange is at, like, if this is happening in front of the kids, the kids are going to pick up on that. They're going to see that their mom's the asshole. Definitely. Or yeah. Or their dad's especially- the asshole or whoever it is. Right.
0: Especially if like the stepmom is being like, oh, hey, and she's being completely ignored. The kids notice that. So they're going to see that for sure.
1: Absolutely. They are. Well, I think this is kind of a short episode, but we were kind of just recapping on last week's episode. Yeah. Makes up for our super long episodes. Um, <laughs> anyway once again thank you all for listening please follow us wherever you like to listen subscribe click the fifth star leave us a written review follow us on instagram facebook tiktok threads and join our facebook group bye